Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is the Byron Howell Ministries podcast, and I'm Byron Howell. Uh, thank you again, and I just uh, believe we've got some good points here. It's going to help you get your 2022 off to a great start. I know it's a little late. I know we're past resolution time, but I really think that, um, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to start making the right decisions. It's never uh, too late to start pointing your life in a new direction. Uh, it's never too late to just implement additional practices, to develop new habits, uh, to do little things or big things, to really make your life all that God wants it to be. So that's what we're going to talk about today, just kind of what I'm going through. And uh, But generally, I hope your 2022 is off to a great start. Mine's been pretty good so far. I'm sorry I haven't posted more, but I'm sure going to have more to share in the coming weeks. Um, but really, I wanted to take a few minutes today to share with you some things I've been going through and to offer some pointers that can help you maximize your 2022, as I certainly hope to do. You know, 2021 was an interesting year for me. On the one hand, it was a great year. I had my best year financially. We had a great year as a family. We we took some vacations, uh, did other fun things. As a lawyer, I worked with my clients to close approximately 80 deals. Now, you know, for your local title company, doing a bunch of houses day in and day out, that's not that many. But for me, working from home, no staff, all of them, you know, pretty sophisticated commercial real estate deals, that's a fair amount of work. And, you know, despite all the good things that happened in 2021, I still feel myself wanting more. And I know a lot of people are in that boat, whether... Uh, they're thrilled with certain aspects of their current situation or they're not. You know, a lot of people want to make changes. You know, it's true for people that had a great 2021 and it's true for people who had a terrible 2021. Uh, lots of us want to see d- changes in different areas of our lives. And for me personally, despite a great 2021, I've just been confronted with this reality that I'm not living in the fullness of my potential or I'm not living at the highest expression of what God created me to be. And you know, all of us have amazing gifts and talents and abilities that God has given us. It's probably true that we don't even know all of them or haven't even discovered all of them because they can only be be discovered in that union with God and his plan for our lives. But suffice it to say that we have gifts and abilities from God and we want to make the most of them. I won't take the time here to read Jesus' parable of the talents, but generally Jesus said that God expects us to take what we've been given and make it grow. And in many ways, I've seen what God has given me grow and produce, but just to be totally honest with you, which which I hope to always be here, I've done nothing compared to what I'm capable of. And please hear me correctly, that is not a statement uh, to brag at all. In fact, it's an admission of guilt and sadness and regret that I struggle with on a virtually constant basis. You know, when I look at the hand God dealt me, so to speak, with my parents and my education and my general attributes, and then I combine that with the reality that that with God, all things are possible. You know, really, I should just be doing a lot more. And again, all things are possible with God. And that statement is true for anyone. By, by no means do I mean to elevate myself in any way. I just want to, just want to put it out there for purposes of today's discussion that I could and should be doing more with my life, plain and simple. And honestly, I've struggled with that for a while now and I've reached kind of my breaking point. I've reached that inflection point where the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing. 
And just to be very specific with you, for me, that means I must change my daily work situation. I love the people that I work for. I really do. I'm pretty much, I would say, very close with all my clients on a personal level. I've worked for all of them for years. I love them. And they're phenomenal, but I'm just ready to do something different. And two, you know, I must do more for the kingdom of God. God has given me so much that I know can help people, and I need to find ways to get it out there. And, you know, now that's just me and my personal issues, and I know we're all going through different things, and we have different needs and different goals. But I've really thought long and hard about what changes I need to make, changes to really step into the rest of my life and anything else I should do. And fortunately, I've had a very calm January work-wise, so I've been able to do a lot of praying and soul-searching to analyze these issues. And I think I've landed on some points that will really help me. And I believe they will really help you as well. You know, in fact, I know that if you listen to these Bible verses and applications today, you can absolutely use them to develop a personal action plan for your life. So you can start rising up to that highest potential that God has for you, for you to do all you can, for you to grow and produce as he intends for you. So I'm going to walk through kind of the key action steps for me. I don't know if you heard anything funny there. I got a call from somebody. I don't want to take that call. Get my day started off on the wrong foot. We don't want to do that. So I ignored it. Hopefully it didn't break the connection here. Anyway, so as I was saying, I'm going to walk through. I bet he calls me back. That's that's the kind of, you know, I bet he calls me right back. Anyway, sorry for the interruption. So I'm going to walk through the kind of key action steps for me. And I hope these will prove helpful for you. And the first one for me is truly having my mind surrendered to the kingdom of God. Let me just say that again. For me to live in all that God has for me, to really live out the fullness of his plan for my life, I believe that I need to have my mind completely surrendered to the kingdom of God. And before I go on, maybe that's not you. Maybe that doesn't resonate with you. Okay, I totally get it. You know, this is definitely me talking about my personal journey, but I just believe that if I'm honest with people about my personal journey, then we can learn together and we can all grow closer to God in our own ways. So surrendering my mind to the kingdom of God. You've probably heard me talk about the importance of your mind and your thinking before, so I won't go into extreme detail today. But let me make a few points. Having your mind renovated according to the kingdom of God is absolutely essential to living in God's plan for your life. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word for renew in the Greek is the same word as renovate, which I think we just kind of understand better. We must renovate our minds. We must change the way we think in virtually every area of our lives. The world is filled with sin. The world is filled with backwards thinking. The world is filled with all sorts of mindsets and beliefs that are contrary to the kingdom of God. We must rip all of those things out of our mind and we must install new beliefs and understandings into our mind in the same way you would renovate a kitchen. Romans 8, 5 through 6. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The mental renovation that must take place is a renovation from naturally minded to spiritually minded. That doesn't take a ton of explanation if you just think about it a little bit and also look at that verse. 
Are you minding the things of the flesh or are you minding the things of the spirit? We all need to mind the things of the flesh to a certain degree, and God understands that. We have physical issues, dietary issues, occupational issues, so on and so forth. There are many things that bind our minds to the physical realm and the things of the flesh. But in our free time, but when we have the time to direct our minds to entertainment, to study, to recreation, Where are we putting our minds? If we go back to the flesh issues, are we allowing the kingdom of God to inform the way we work, the way we live, the way we treat our bodies, and the various physical issues of our lives? Are we allowing the things of the Spirit essentially to form the foundation and guiding light of our entire mental framework? That's what we need to do. You know, are we minding the things of the Spirit? That's the key question. And personally, I'm going to drastically reduce my secular entertainment. The, the secular entertainment that is so available and so plentiful does not help me become spiritually minded. That doesn't mean I won't watch the occasional show or the movie, but it's going to be very different from before. In addition to reducing my secular entertainment, I'm also going to take a harder look at my choices. You know, I already have a, a filter in place, but I realize It's not strong enough. This is an area where I can do better to protect the renovation of my mind and being spiritually minded. There's no point in renovating a bathroom if you're going to just allow leaks in the plumbing or you're not going to seal the tile or do whatever waterproofing or whatever you need to prevent damage to your renovated facility. Your mind is no different. I've worked hard for years to become spiritually minded. I need to protect what I've done and keep working. And let me just say, you know, the only uh, slight problem with the renovation analogy is because, you know, there are different levels of renovation. You know, you can just paint the cabinets. You can, you know, kind of do a refresh, whatever. In this area, it's a true back to the studs, complete gut job renovation of your mind that needs to take place. And the more you learn from the Bible, the more you understand the ways of God and see how different his ways are, his systems are, his thinking is from the ways of the world. And then you'll see, yes, it is, in fact, a true renovation that takes place. So, you know, I'm going to I'm going to put this, uh, you know, I've already got this renovation, but I'm going to do things to protect it and to continue it, to make it better and and more complete. I'm going to have a mental filter for my entertainment, but I'm also going to have this mental filter for relationships, music, podcasts, anything else that might enter my mind, even sermons. You know, I got to take a hard look at everything that I'm allowing to come in. And as I can help it, I'm not going to allow the wrong things in anymore. Proverbs 23, 7 teaches us that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If I look at your life, I can tell what's going on in your mind. Now, that's a crazy truth. It's just that simple. In some ways, if you looked at my life, you'd think I'm doing okay. But candidly, you wouldn't really see a person going for it, a person truly going after the best God has for their lives. Uh, look, I can hear some of my friends that listen to this podcast. They, man, I don't know, Byron. It seems like you're going after it to me. Well, I'm just being honest with you here. There are definitely things I could do differently, ways I could press in more. And that's some of the stuff I'm talking about today. You know, I realize areas in my life where I can do better. So I put together a personal action plan, some key points that I need to do in 2022 and beyond. And that's kind of what I'm going through today. But so anyway, you know, 
like I said, you know, you, you wouldn't see if you really saw my whole life, you know, that I'm going for it hard. I'm pressing in hard, uh, you know, every day in every area of my life. But, you know, in 2022, I'm going to strive to lay hold of all that God has for me. And, you know, I know that I must be spiritually minded and I must submit my mind to the spirit of God. And as my thinking changes, and this is true wherever you are now, wherever you start, as my thinking changes, I am going to change. As my thinking changes, my life is going to change. And my life is going to show God's will start to show up in every area of my life. As my mind is renovated, I'm going to begin, my life is going to change and I'm going to begin living out God's perfect will for my life. You want to see God's will for your life? You want to see changes according to God's plan? You start changing your mind. You change your mind, you will change your life and you will see God's will for your life. That is exactly how it works. It's actually super simple. It is an easy process. Once you understand how it works, you can start today and you will see God's will for your life start showing up in every area of your life. It's an amazing, wonderful reality. Well, the next area where I personally need to step it up is in my general consecration and holiness. And look, maybe my life would look pretty holy to you. Maybe it doesn't even look so bad to God, but I know that I need to step it up At least if I'm going to do all that God wants me to do. And honestly, personally, I'm called to the highest levels of consecration and holiness. And that might be hard, but I know it's because of what God has for my life. Now, thank God that doesn't mean some sort of weird, unbiblical poverty vows or chastity vows or anything like that. But it does mean I need to guard my mind, watch my behavior, watch my mouth, and seek God's righteousness truly at the heart level, becoming like God, you know, molding myself into his image as best I can through the operation of the Spirit of God in my life, you know, truly seeking his purity, seeking his righteousness. And let me just show you the verse that really forced me to think about this. You know, sometimes you read a verse and you're just like, You know, it's like you're thinking you were doing pretty good, and then you read the verse, you're like, oh, man, I haven't thought about that in a while. Or, oh, man, you know, maybe I'm I'm not doing so great after all. But anyway, this is kind of, I've probably read this verse a hundred times, but I read it again, you know, a little while ago, and I just had one of those moments. You know, this is a verse I need to think about. This is 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 21. But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver. Some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean And you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. So let's briefly mention any potential interpretation of this verse where a person might say, I'm okay just being a regular vessel that God can use at any time. If you hear someone say that when looking at this verse, and I have, they really need to read this verse a little closer. It may be a sad reality that in God's house there are some common vessels that can be used for just menial task. But that is not what God wants for any of us. God wants us all to depart from evil. God wants us all pure. And God wants us all to be special utensils for honorable use that he can use for every good work. You know, some days I'm moving furniture for a needy family. 
Other days, my, my buddy has a ministry and I, I participate sometimes. Others, I'm other days I'm preaching the gospel or ministering healing to someone. I need to be usable for every good work. And I've talked about this idea a little bit before, but it's really important. When you first become a Christian, you are automatically qualified to serve in the kingdom of God in some ways. You can absolutely pick up garbage around the church building. You can absolutely pass out food in the soup kitchen. There's nothing wrong with those activities or any like the, any activities like them, but they don't really require any spiritual maturity. And they don't require any you know, significant degree of purity. And let me just say that, and I'm sorry if this steps on any toes. If you meet one of these people, and this is especially true for men, even successful men, where they're just content to keep serving in the traffic ministry or, or as an usher or, you know, on the yard duty or whatever, year after year after year, and they never do anything else for God, something is wrong. That's a cop-out. Their relationship with God is not what it should be. They are not growing up in the kingdom. They are not listening to the Spirit of God call them to do more. They are not seeking the kingdom like they should. Now, that might offend someone, but that's just the way it is. There is nothing wrong with being an usher at the same church in the same row for 30 years, if that's what you want to do. But if you aren't expanding your service for the kingdom, if your influence in the world isn't increasing, if your desire to be involved with the true ministry work that God is doing in the world, if that's not growing, then something is wrong. You need to recommit your life and your mind to God, and you need to open yourself to what God wants you to do. I personally want to be available at a moment's notice to do anything God wants me to do so. I must grow up. I must depart from evil. I must keep myself pure. If I want to step into ministry areas where maturity is required, where spirituality is required, where purity is required, then I must pay the price. Look, can I just be real? All right. You can't get sober on Monday and minister to addicts on Tuesday. You can't get delivered from pornography on Monday and be ready to minister to prostitutes on Tuesday. You want to, that, that's very common, right? You want everyone to experience the freedom and the love that you found, but it doesn't work that way. This growth, this maturity, it takes time. Being pure, being available, being usable for every good work, this takes time and development. If you looked at my life, other than the occasional drink, you would see that I'm, I'm years removed now from virtually all habits that people would call sins. But when I cried out to God for more good works, this verse in Second Timothy was his answer. I personally must take a hard look at my life and press in for my personal development so God can use me anytime, anywhere, for anything. If you want to be usable like that, and I'm not there yet, so I'm not throwing any stones. If you want to be usable like that, you need to be thinking about this passage as well. Now, fortunately, and you may recall this from my other teachings, I'm greatly aided in this purity endeavor by some other understanding God has given us. I know that God's ways are best. I know that the highest levels of purity and spiritual maturity are the ways to God's best life for me. I know they are keys to the highest levels of peace and fulfillment, both in myself and in the world around me. I know that I won't be giving up anything that is actually good for me. I know that no decision I make along this path will work out to my detriment. And I know there's a lot of good ahead of me. 
So it's easy. So, you know, I've talked about this, you know, because it's so powerful. It's so important when you recognize that God's ways really are best and purity is best and love is best and holiness is best and maturity is best. And all of these, you know, the, the designs of God are really the best possible ways for your life. Then it's easy to make the right decision. It's easy to pursue purity and holiness and maturity. And that's just a wonderful truth. Okay, so the next area where I'm really going to step up my game in 2022 is in my faith and confession practice. And let me just start by briefly describing what I mean here. I'm a big believer in the idea of a daily confession. And I've said a confession most days for the past 17 years. A personal personal confession typically involves saying Bible verses of biblical promises over yourself in various areas of your life as a daily habit. This is not an uncommon thing. This is not some idea that I created. Typically, one would have verses that they confess for their health, their family, their finances, other areas of their life. And a personal confession is closely related to the idea of praying God's word. The ideas are a little different because one of them is a daily confession or statement, and the other would be more of a targeted prayer time with verses. But a confession is really a subset of praying God's word because the desired result would be the same. You want to speak God's word over your life and hope that it manifests. However, now that I have a much greater understanding of faith, and I encourage you to listen to my teachings about faith and my understand, excuse me, I encourage you to listen to my teachings about faith, my understanding of the confession practice and how I approach it has evolved, and I really think I have some solid understanding here. Let's start with the simple idea of biblical promises. God's word promises us many good things in many areas of our lives. We know that such promises are God's will for our lives, so it's a great idea to pray God's word and even build your prayers using these promises. Those concepts probably make sense to most of you. You take Bible verses and you make them into prayers. Praise the Lord. But let's also recognize that mere repetition of words does nothing. Simply reading a Bible verse 10,000 times without more won't do much. Please look at Hebrews 4, 2, which gives us an extremely important truth. And I quote, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The key question in your confession practice and in praying God's word is whether you are mixing your faith with the word you are praying or confessing. Remember, true biblical faith is pistis faith. Pistis is the Greek word used in the Bible, the New Testament, for faith. Where you are convinced, when you are in true biblical pistis faith, you are convinced that God has heard and answered your prayers. You are convinced that it's done even before there is any physical manifestation. So confessing God's word and really wanting it to happen or really hoping it happens is not the same as mixing your faith with it or standing in faith for God's word. Again, please listen to my teachings on biblical faith and how to see your prayers manifest for important teaching on these subjects. But when I say my confession... I must be saying it in faith. Now, here's a passage from my confession, a bit of explanation on this. And I quote, God makes all grace abound towards us, and we always have all sufficiency in all things, and we abound to every good work. 
2 Corinthians 9, 9. I say that verse over myself and the us is me and my family every day. But it's one thing to say those words and hope they're true or hope that they come to pass. But it's another thing to truly know with an absolute heart confidence that God's word is true, that has already in fact come to pass and manifestation in the physical realm, if it hasn't already occurred, it's definitely on its way, right? Uh, so now I'm taking the time to truly establish my faith while I say my confession. It doesn't necessarily make the confession sound differently, but I know that my heart is connected to my mouth and my mind when I speak out the verses. I am praying in faith. I am mixing my faith. Here's, you know, it sounds the same, but it's a little different. God makes all grace abound towards us. We always have all sufficiency in all things. We abound to every good work. God's word is true. This is my reality. It has manifested and it will continue to manifest. So you must mix your faith with God's word to see it manifest in your natural, in the natural realm. That's what the writer is saying in Hebrews. If you don't mix your faith, the word will not profit you. The Bible says thousands and thousands and thousands of things. There are so many promises. But why are the promises not automatic? Why are the healing and the financial promises and the family promises? Why, when you look at everyone in your church, do you not see every single person walking in the manifestation of God's promises? Well, certainly people be, may be making poor choices, right? That's definitely a part of it. But a huge, huge biblical, biblically true part of it is they, they might be hearing the promises but they're, and, and even hoping the promises, even praying the promises. But are they mixing their true biblical faith for the promises? I can tell you that I have said some verses 10,000 times. And out of that 10,000, I don't even know if it's more than a handful where I truly mixed my faith with those verses. But, but no more. No more. I am going to be making sure that my faith is in the right place, that my faith is engaged for my daily confession. And that's taking my confession practice to another level. And, you know, similarly, I need to have faith time every day. There isn't much point in understanding faith if you're not going to use it. And God wants all of us using our faith all the time in every area of our lives. Do not hear me say that and think, oh, another thing I got to do or a burden or something like that. No, just divorce that from your mind. This is a fun practice. This is a blessed practice. This is an exciting thing to do and something that should be a part of your daily life. I'm sure there's something else that you know we could cut out that doesn't need to be there. But just trust me on this one. Here's my point. I need to have a time every day where I get quiet before God and hear him tell me where I need to use my faith. Personally, I think a great practice is to pray in the spirit or pray in your prayer language. That means in tongues. And after a few minutes, then see if you sense God leading you to pray in your natural language in any particular direction. Perhaps God brings a person or a situation to your heart. Perhaps God brings a verse to your mind. How do you feel you should pray for these people or situations? I'll just tell you, you know, 
I find myself, you know, when I when I have this practice or I'm on a longer prayer walk, you know, regularly God encourages me to pray for my church, uh, pray for the pastors, pray for the ministry, uh, pray protection, pray wisdom, pray guidance. You know, that's just something that the Lord regularly uh, brings to me, um, just as an example. But so, you know, what might God be saying with a verse that he brings to your mind? What might God be wanting you to pray if he brings people to you? Where is the Holy Spirit of God leading you to use your faith? That's the key question. So so to put it simply, and to kind of combine these ideas briefly, I'm going to have a deliberate faith time every day. Every day, I'm going to ask God to lead my prayers And then I'm going to use my faith based on what I feel God leading me to do. I'm going to daily use my faith around those biblical promises that are really important to me. So in my daily faith time, I'm going to use my faith for those promises that are key to me. That's fundamentally my confession time. As the second part of my faith time, I'm going to spend some time with God and let him guide me into prayer, into confession, into using my faith for those things that God wants me to pray for. Those are the two components of my daily faith time that is going to be, that is becoming and is going to continue to be a really important part of my 2022 and beyond. So, uh, Let me just, to kind of wrap this section, but here's my point. This is very powerful. My daily faith time is going to help create a lifestyle of faith. I'm going to be constantly in faith for all these areas of my life. It doesn't mean that I'm constantly praying, you know, 24-7, or that I'm constantly thinking about a particular situation. But it means that every day I am going to reestablish my faith for all of these different areas. And then, therefore, I'm going to be constantly in the place of faith, of an active, engaged faith every day for all these areas. You know, remember, we have seen the Bible tells us to live by faith. You know, sometimes things will happen. I realize, you know, it's been weeks since I've really prayed in faith or my, over my children or it's been weeks since I've prayed in faith over my marriage. No more. I'm going to have that daily faith time. I'm going to have a lifestyle of faith. I'm going to live by faith in all of these areas of my life. Now, look, honestly, I've used my faith here and there for, for years now, and I've seen a lot of success. Praise God. We've seen miracles. We've seen provision. We've seen revelation. We've seen all sorts of wonderful things. Praise God. But 2022 is the year I develop a lifestyle of faith. Now is the time I start to live by faith. Now, my last point of personal development for 22 that I'm going to discuss in any detail is a constant awareness of my relationship with God and allowing that relationship to direct my entire existence. Now, honestly, that probably sounds a lot deeper than I really mean it to. On the one hand, it is kind of a deeper idea, but on the other, we can try to keep it simple. As you hopefully know, when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit of God comes to live inside of you. This is the Spirit of God And he takes up residence in your physical body. But in addition to that, he unifies himself 
with your personal spirit. Very powerful ideas here. 1 Corinthians 6.17, quote, But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. End quote. I mean, wow. That very short sentence that explains so many verses and so many of Jesus' statements about him being with us always and just so much more. We can't get into it today, but it is so powerful. We could write books on that alone. But to keep it simple, just understand that your heart, your spirit, is now forever bonded and unified with God's spirit. You retain your human individuality, but you also now have a perfect spiritual bond with God, and he is always with you, and he always will be. Now, look, you probably already know that God is always with you, right? You've heard that since you were a child, most of you. But but do you let that truth be the foundation and guiding light of your existence? Is that the foundation and guiding light of every breath you take? You know, and as much as I've strived to do that, I've certainly fallen short on many occasions, but I'm going to recommit in 2022. You know, God is always with me and he's always with you. The wisdom and power of God is always available to us. All of God is always right here. I must allow that reality to guide every word, every action, every decision, all of my existence. And look, remember, as we have seen, bringing God into every area of your life will only lead to your best possible life in every area of your life. Don't hold anything back from him. He wants to help you renovate every part of your life where you aren't currently living in his best. He wants to help your relationships. He wants to help your work life. He wants to help your physical body. He wants all of your life to exhibit all of his blessings. And why is that, right? First of all, he loves you. You're his kid. He loves you and he wants the best for you. But he also, and let me just add, I feel the Holy Spirit. Tell me that. He wants you to have everything Jesus went to the cross so you could have. Every effect of the curse of sin and death removed from your life and every effect of the blessing of God and the promises of God physically manifested in your life. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. He wants you saved. He wants you healed. He wants you prospered. He wants you delivered. He wants you to have an amazing life with purpose, fulfillment, joy, love, relationships. This is the life God wants for you. So look, he wants these blessings in your life. And in addition to that, he wants others to see his blessing in your life. He wants them to see his blessings on your life. So they want them. So his blessings will bring glory and people to him. That's a huge truth and a wonderful truth that God wants to show his goodness in your life. So you can be a living epistle, a living example of God's blessings and goodness in your life so that other people see, then you point them to God. They come to God and then they become living epistles themselves. That's the way it's supposed to happen. So look, I'm going to recommit to always acknowledging my union with God. This is, you know, how, okay, so, so all right, so my relationship with God, my union with God is going to be the foundation and the guiding light of my existence. All right, how can I make that practical? 
I am always acknowledging my union with God and his constant presence in my life. God, I know you are here with me. Please help me. God, I know you are with me. What would you have me do? God, what should I say? How should I pray? Please guide me. We should be praying these prayers regularly. You know, this next verse is, I believe, the first verse I memorized as an adult. And honestly, I don't even know how I memorized it or where I even got it. I mean, how it got embedded into my mind. When I recited it to my girlfriend at the time, fortunately, she's my wife today, I was talking about how I wanted God to guide my life. And I spoke this verse and she was like, well, where did that come from? Uh, Because let's just be honest, memorizing scripture wasn't one of my primary activities in college. Uh, But anyway, somehow God got this verse deep in my heart and mind and it still guides my life today. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We must learn to acknowledge God in all our ways. For example, I regularly check with the Holy Spirit before making decisions of any consequences. Of course, If it's a big decision, I'll pray over a few days and make sure I have clear direction. But if I need a quick decision, like an invitation for a friend, from a friend, or if it's not some major decision, I'll quickly check with the Holy Spirit. Do I feel good? Do I feel peace? Or do I feel like I want to gag? Honestly, that's how I make a lot of decisions. And, and, and I get it. If you're not, you know, really used to fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit and letting Him guide your life, that probably sounds kind of crazy that I'm quickly and commonly making decisions like that. But it's just the way it is. That's, you know, trying to be led of the Lord. But anyway, so in 2022, I want to take these points and practices I've gained over the years and developed a better working paradigm for a constant awareness of God's presence, a constant awareness of his desire to help and guide me. And I'm going to acknowledge him in all my ways. I'm going to be always looking for his will and what he wants me to do in every situation. And my friends, this this acknowledgement practice is a major part of staying tuned in to God's frequency. If you haven't heard my podcast on God's frequency, please consider giving it a listen. God is always broadcasting. He's always speaking his guidance for your life. The best decisions you can make in every situation But we must tune in. We must point the dials of our hearts and minds towards the Holy Spirit broadcasting frequency. And then we must pay attention. If you'll do this, then you'll begin seeing God show up and God's best everywhere. Making sure that I'm constantly tuned in is another reason that my mind needs to be totally submitted to God. If I'm allowing the wrong inputs into my mind, my tuner is going to get shifted away from God's frequency. And that's just the way it is. Constantly acknowledging God also keeps me tuned in. Constantly acknowledging God also helps me walk in purity and love. You know, kind of some of the other ideas I was talking today. Now, before we wrap this up, I'm going to mention one last thing I'll be working on in 2022, and I'm not going to discuss this in any detail, but I just offer it up to you as a suggestion. I'm going to try to have a heart-to-heart connection time, one-on-one, with my spouse and children every day. It's not going to be easy. Look, it's not. I am not in a great mood after a long day of lawyering. I am worn out. Uh, emotionally, I've been staring at a screen all day. I mean, I, I am not great and I need to do better. I need to let the power of the Holy Spirit help me in the evenings. But my point is, this is a big goal for me this year. 
every day heart to heart connection time and i don't it doesn't have to be a long drawn out interaction but simply a time of personal personal connection where we grow closer in our relationship even if only if uh, for a few minutes i have a spouse and two children i'm going to try to have that personal connection time with them each day i want to be working on that heart bond with them each of them every day. And actually, just to be honest, I, I'm pretty sure this is an idea God gave me a few years ago and I'm recommitting to it. Well, all that said, I encourage you to spend some time thinking about the year ahead. And I know we're, like I said, we're a bit past the time for resolutions, but it's always time to make good decisions regarding your relationship with God and your future. Every day can truly be the first day of the rest of your life. You know, maybe my suggestions aren't right for you. Uh, you know, maybe you're beyond me and you're thinking about some next level modifications to your life and your mind and your relationship with God and your spirituality. If so, seriously, I would love to hear about them. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you'll encourage me. You'll call me higher. I want that. Uh, seriously, if, if, I mean, look, I just want to put this out there. You know, I mean, I'd love to spiritually connect with any of you, any of you, you know, um, it always encourages me to hear from you and, you know, your stories, whatever God's doing in your life, please don't hesitate. And if you need prayer, you, you just need a friend, always here. But anyway, you know, whatever, you, you know, you believe God's leading you to do in 2022, I'd love to hear about it. Please share it with me. But look, if my points, they're very personal uh, to me, but if my points that I've shared today don't resonate with your heart, then just develop your own. Spend some time with God and see what he says to you. Where do you need to be? What do you need to do? What adjustments should you make to see more of God's will and God's best in your lives? You know, if you have time, I'd love to hear him. But look, I know that God loves you and wants you to have a 2022 full of his blessings and promises. I know he will help you get there. If you will listen to him and do what he says, God bless you and I'll speak with you again soon. Thank you as always.